0: You know, sometimes people stay close to home and live their whole lives not far from where they were born and where they grew up. But that's not what happens with everyone. And such is the case with Jessica DeBurgo, a native of West Warwick and 2014 graduate of West Warwick High School. Today you can find her more than a thousand miles away from the friendly confines of her hometown, in Kentucky, where she is teaching middle school English coaching high school soccer, and having fun in the process. We'll find out more about what she's been up to on this episode of the Words with Wizards podcast. This is the Words with Wizards podcast. Your look at the world through the lens of West Ward High School. It's where we talk to interesting people, visit cool places, and once in a while hit on a big story. And at the end of it all, you'll learn a little more about what's going on in the land of the orange and black. And now here's your host, a man who wonders why we drive in a parkway and park in a driveway, Mr. Eric White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today is Friday, March 31st, 2023, and this is episode 32. I want to start this show by recognizing two of my good friends who have been honored recently for their achievements. First, West Warwick High School girls track coach Jeff Parento, whom I coached under for four years on the indoor team, has been named the High School Indoor Coach of the Year. He led the team to its first indoor class championship and has had great success in his 20-plus year coaching career. He's modest, too. I pretty much had to pry this information out of him after seeing it on Facebook. We had his two leading athletes, by the way, sisters Xenia and Lisa Ray, on the show recently. They are a big reason for this year's success, and if you want to hear what they had to say, go back and listen to episode 30. You won't be disappointed. Also, my good friend John Parenti will be inducted into the Rhode Island Radio and Television Hall of Fame in September. The 1973 West Warwick High School graduate has been a fixture in the sports community and on the radio around here for years. West Warwick High School TV viewers also get to hear him calling live sporting events on the school's YouTube channel, sometimes with me. Also, he and his sidekick, John, Johnny Boots Patello, also a West Warwick High School grad, were instrumental in helping West Warwick High School TV and the media broadcasting and journalism pathway get off the ground. So congratulations, John my students and I never stop learning from you. All right, now to the matter at hand. Yet another wizard who has gone on to a successful, albeit young career in teaching and coaching. She played club soccer here. Her dad played semi-pro soccer in Cape Verde. And she's also refereed. And this past soccer season, she led her high school girls team, the Crittenden County High School Rockets, to their best season ever with 11 wins. And she was named her region's Coach of the Year in just her second season. I checked in with her to see how this success has affected her and her Rhode Island accent and to see just what she's been up to since she was in my history class, oh, so many years ago. Here's what she had to say. You are a long way from home. (laughs) Tell us how you ended up in uh, Kentucky from West Warwick.
1: Yeah. Um, so I went to college at Johnson Wales University um, and made some friends over there. And after uh, college was looking to move to city, to some city, um, I was looking at Boston, looking at New York City, um, different places to move to. Um, and I had a few friends that lived down here in Nashville. And I came down here and visited before I graduated um, college from Johnson Wales. And then it just I just fell in love with it. Uh, the city of Nashville, when I came down and visited and I said, this is where I want to go. So um, I finished school up early. I moved down by myself at first. I was supposed to be moving uh, with the college roommate, which she ended up coming a little bit later. Um, But I did move by myself, which was uh, a big move and it was a big change, but I feel like I really needed it. Um, I feel like in Rhode Island, we um, especially being born and raised there, uh, we start to feel a little claustrophobic in our adult years. Um, it's not like I, it's a
0: small state or anything.
1: No, not <laughs> like it's small or anything, but it's <laughs> it was just feeling claustrophobic. And yeah. I was like, I need I need a space and I need time to grow as a person. It was just different signs. Um, I was just like turning on the TV and hearing Nashville this, and Nashville that. And I just was like, it, the pieces just fell together. And it was just felt right. So I ended up moving to Nashville. Um, I worked in um, luxury hotels down there. And that's where I met my boyfriend. Um, and my boyfriend's family's from over here in Western Kentucky. Uh, so gotcha. when the pandemic happened. We ended up moving over here, buying a house over here. His daughter lives over here. Um, and so that's kind of how I made it. Made it over here. Gotcha. A thousand miles away.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, y- you know what? It's funny you say that because I went on MapQuest. And you may have done this too. So the drive, the it drive. It Long. says seven, <laughs> 17 hours and fourteen minutes, but I'm thinking that's maybe with no traffic from uh, Marion, Kentucky. Right, that's where yeah, Mary- all, that's where the school is.
1: That's where the school is that I work at in coach at. Yeah.
0: Okay, and <clears throat> to west to uh, one Webster Night Drive to West Warwick High School, where you graduated from in 2014 right Mm -hmm. 1,103 miles so and that's great I mean there's a lot of people who have uh who have gone on you know moved away I I have relatives who moved out to Arizona uh friends that moved down to Florida not everybody's like me who was born here stays here and you know I just like the color of the leaves in the fall. I don't know. Well, so <laughs>
1: and I, I've found i found um since I've moved, um I moved in I made the move in twenty eighteen. So I've been down south for about four years. I lived in Nashville for two and lived over here for about two. Um I've just appreciated Rhode Island so much more um times I've been able to go back and visit. And so just I just recommend people just getting out getting out of there just for a little bit and you'll re- you'll appreciate so much more when you back
0: i think they kidnapped your rhode island accent there and replaced it what happened to it
1: a little bit <laughs> um I i've just always had uh, a candor that like i'm very influenced by people around me um my boyfriend's mom she has a very thick accent and when we moved over here, I spent some time living with them and working for her. And so I think I picked it up from between her and my students. And um, when I go back home, they always make comments about my accent now. But here, they don't feel like I have any. Um, they don't feel like I have their Rhode Island accent at all here. But when I go home... no,
0: It's gone. Trust me. It's gone. I can tell it's gone. But that's, you know, now you're speaking the English language the way it should be spoken. You're pronouncing everything. You know, that's that's one of the things about... Uh, you know, having uh, I have some relatives uh, down south, out in the Midwest and uh, in the southwest, and they pronounce everything. I didn't know I had an accent until I went out there when I, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in middle school. Uh, speaking of which, you uh, teach uh, middle school English.
1: I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: Is that what your degree was in from Jay Wales or It
1: was not. It was yeah. not. Um I went to school Johnson Wells for um sports entertainment event management. So it was a hospitality degree. Um, and that's what I ended up working in in hotels when I moved down here. But um Once we moved over to this area, um, I was working in uh, retail. Was working helping a small business get off the ground, Um, and then I ended up taking the coaching position first at the high school. Um, And after about two months of coaching, the there was uh, positions opening up, and the high school originally reached out to me to teach business there because I had business courses um, in my hospitality degree. And in that same weekend, they the middle school opened up their English position and asked me to do that. And so I had both schools and I was just trying to make a decision of what I thought was best. And um, especially in the middle of the pandemic time, I don't know what was going on in my head, but I thought, yeah, I'm going to take this, this middle school position. And, um, and I'm glad I did. Uh, So I'm an alternative uh, route teacher. So I have some additional courses and stuff to finish my teaching certificate Mm -hmm. uh, for teaching in Kentucky. But um, this is my second year that I'm teaching English, and it's been fun, for sure. <laughs> that's
0: great. Um, I, that, that's the way I do I don't have a teaching degree. I, that's, I, I'm teaching English now. When you had me, Mrs. Harmon and I were teaching you in uh, history. US history one. That's where I remember that's where I where I had you. And mm-hmm. I didn't think it was as long ago as it was. I, I, I thought maybe yeah, four or five years ago and it's eight years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and uh so apparently we never told you to stay out of education because here you are.
1: <laughs> well, and the funny thing is is that all like since I could talk, my mom said I um I wanted to be a teacher and my dad, um, always loved history and he wanted to, um, go into history teaching and never, and never ended up pursuing it. Um, yeah. but they always said, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a teacher. And then when I got into high school and then when I was looking at colleges, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to go to teaching. I don't want to do it. And then here I am. It holds yeah. me and sucks me in but i feel like um i'm one of those people firm believers in fate and believe that we belong we end up where we belong um and i think that's where i was meant to be and maybe i'm not the most perfect english teacher and started out that way but uh, my main goal and what i focus on is the relationship with the kids and i definitely think i'm in the right was placed in the right spot to be working with the youth and the children that i work with so
0: Oh, great. Great. So you you teach in middle school, you coach high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, This school that you're at is about uh, about half the size student wise that West Warwick was about 400, 420 uh, students. Am I correct? Is the Internet correct?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we have about I know in the middle school, our numbers are looking at around a little over 300. Um, Last year had a little over 100 students and this year have a little less than 100 students. But if what's what's nice is that, yes, I'm far away from home and everyone would think that that's so different, but it's really not Um, the town that I, I live in a town uh called Edible, which is about maybe 25 minutes away from Marion, where I teach and I coach. And it's a very small town, very reminiscent of Coventry. Um, hmm. reminds me a lot of coventry wow. um and then the town that i work in is also small town you have all the same small town problems that never went <laughs> and yeah and you're from a small town anywhere. yeah that never went anywhere but it's very it's very reminiscent it's something i i'm used to like i grew up in a small town so i understand kind of the politics of how things go um i kind of know how to, how to deal and how to talk to the kids about different things and so yeah even though it's it's different there are some ways that it's similar in home feeling to me.
0: Now last year and because I listened to the uh, to the interview that you had with the gentleman from the other radio station the one that that was on YouTube Mm -hmm. and you know being a first year teacher and a first year coach and you were coaching little ones and then they called you up to coach uh, high school
1: I played club um, and I played with the girls that were on our high school team. I played with them since I was baby when, since I was little, yeah. um, I played, um, travel and I played club at that time. And then I was more into refing. I was officiating a lot, um, during my junior senior years. So mm-hmm. I wasn't playing on the, the high school team at that time, which they had gotten that little, little misrefuted in the, um, Interview video that we did, yeah. but I don't want to take credit if I wasn't. No, <laughs> I no, was I, I, friend, I, 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 I
0: didn't remember either. I, I didn't, uh you know. I thought that I thought that you were on that team, but you know, I can't remember what I had for dinner a couple nights ago. So I'm no, glad that you no, set sure. that straight. You know,
1: no, but I, but I fully, I, I, fully was in support and coming out, and especially with the boys uh, as well. I was always out, as at the boys games um just all of my years of school like any soccer game I could make it to I was there I was supporting if I if I was just doing club on the side as so well
0: do you think reffing helped your coaching in any way
1: oh definitely um I started reffing when I was like 12 um so I refed and officiated hundreds of games of soccer um and uh, definitely it's helped me know all uh not all the rules but know most of the rules of the soccer game um and that's been crucial in coaching so coaching i play i bring to the um the table here just not only the perspective as a player um but as a referee as well and i feel like it's definitely helped me not only with the rules but knowing how to manage um hot situations on the field um and with refs too yeah. like there's they the referee assigner for our region um, has complimented me and and I was like hey listen I I was in yellow shoes like I rushed myself for lots of years like I don't want anyone kicking and screaming at me yeah. And that's just not how I operate and that's not and I know that once you um, you start aggravating ref at the beginning of a game I know that you have less likely chance for them to be calling stuff in your favor towards the end so I yeah. just behave accordingly I just I just know what it is from that perspective. And I just try to put myself in the referee's shoes as well. Um, and I'm not one of those coaches that's firing off and I just am not that way. And, and, and being a referee and then turning coach has helped me not be that way. And has been very helpful.
0: And listening to your background, I mean, your dad played, was it pro or semi-pro? It, yeah, he
1: it, played semi-pro uh, in the Cape Verde islands. Yeah. He, they were like at a point where they were flying from Island to Island to, to play. Um, and he immigrated here when he was 19 so he was like between ages of 17 19 when he played
0: over there gotcha and you are surrounded by soccer you know from a very young age it's almost like my original question was how did you end up coaching but now it's like how could you not end up coaching
1: yeah no seriously i i love the game and i wasn't always and i'm not the best player of the game um and i've told that I've told that to the kids. I'm like, I've been on teams where I was really good and I've been on teams where everyone was better than me. So I, I feel you. Like I feel like I can meet the kids where they at because I've been in their shoes in different situations. Um, but I just, I love the game. I have a very, I'm an Aries. So, you know, us Aries are, we're very competitive by nature. Yeah. Um, and I just, I couldn't, if I didn't end up taking that coaching position, I would have been very heavily involved coming and supporting and wanting to be involved in the program if I wasn't, if I didn't end up falling in the position, it just was, it was just leaning that towards that way. Um, And it's helped me build a lot of connections um, with other coaches, uh, other assistant coaches, us, other school officials from different schools up in the area. Um, And I'm just, I'm a very extroverted person. So it's just, I think it was just meant to be. And if it didn't happen, then it was going to happen sometime. Gotcha.
0: And um coach of the year, District Two Coach of the Year, in your second year at the helm of the of the Lady Rockets. Uh the team had not won more than eight games in any season. And here you go. You guys uh went I, I you won eleven games and went to the uh district semifinals. Am I correct?
1: Yeah. We we um we won or we didn't win the so here okay let me start from the beginning. it's very (laughs) different than it is at home so here what the state set up sets up is districts which is anywhere from two to four teams so our district here um is crittenden county where i i coach at and then lyon county where i live at um and then livingston county and another county next to us um and i can't in trick county which is another one next to us so that's like if you put if you put a bracket of West Warwick, Coventry, Warwick, and Johnson together. And so of those um, counties, we ended up the, the district runner-up. Um, but they take the first and second place of the district, and they put them in the regional bracket tournament. So the um, team that we ended up losing to in the district final, it was tough. It was a tough 2-1 loss. Um, but that team was also having their best season on history record as well. So yes, we lost, but we lost to the best that we could have lost to. They were yeah. on, on top of the region. Our region is made up of 13 teams, so they were seeded one out of 13. So a two-one loss to them in a district. I I wasn't terribly upset over. My kids were, but <laughs> yeah. I was very proud of the defensive game that we played. Um, mm-hmm. So we went end up going into the regional bracketed tournament where we played. Um, a higher level seed. I think we ended up finishing out either fourth or fifth uh, in the 13 regions. And then the my award that I had gotten was actually region, regional coach of the year out of 13 different county schools. Oh, that's um, great. So it was uh, – and that was a voted award uh, between coaches, the head coaches of the schools in our region. And I didn't know if I had a chance because there's some schools that we didn't end up seeing um, on our schedule this year but I ended up winning it by one or two votes. And mm. um, I was just very humbled and very um, appreciative because I always try to be as approachable as I can to not only my kids, but to other schools and to other schools players and other coaches. Um, and there's times where I've been so accommodating this year that I've put our kids in some unfavorable situation, such as like if coaches reach out to me, asking me to swap JV or varsity times or asking if we can swap, Locations here to here, different things like that. That I've just been like, okay, if we can make it happen, we'll accommodate, we'll make it work. And I'm very uh, firm believer of "you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours" type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to help each other out. So it, I was very happy that like there was at least some recognition for like the (laughs) the work that I have put in between all the hours. We started in April this year. Mm -hmm. Um, the year past We Started conditioning in June, um, and then our season is this uh, shortest Kentucky sports season of all the sports. We only get two months. We get the month of August and September, and that's it.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: it's very it's very short. It's very different wow. than home. Yeah, I know. I know at home, we used, they used to be playing in the snow and the mm. rain and the cold, and that's not a thing here. Here, you're just mostly worried about playing in the heat and playing in the hundred degree, um humidity and heat index and that's more of the work here
0: yeah so you you have the hot humid weather down there i mean just like up here but i'd say even more so because you're down south a bit more so so it sounds like you've really found your groove you know and it sounds like it was a little stressful uh being a first year teacher is stressful enough but first year teacher first year coach covid just winding down uh you know and that was lots of
1: honor I want to put on the record that I didn't sign up for a COVID season <laughs> when I came on, yeah. when I came on and I took the coaching position, it was when at a time where uh, COVID was dying off just a little bit. It was the spring of 2021. And then when I had taken the teaching position, um, our school at that point was we were doing uh, no mask, um, no. like everyone, everything was relaxing. And so when I took it, took both jobs and then came out, started rolling in the fall and then it all spiked up again. And it was like, oh, COVID this COVID this COVID this I'm out, I'm out. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. This was all supposed to be calmed down by now. So, yeah.
0: And so you had, uh, you know, as, as you had said in the other interview, uh, you know, some at the drop of a hat, you could have players out. Did you, did you have any yeah. games canceled or, or postponed because of it?
1: We didn't end up having to, we, didn't cancel any. Uh, we had one or two schools that ended up had, having to cancel us because of COVID, but we did have low numbers. Um, mm-hmm. and being a small school, we already have low numbers on the roster, as is. Um, I remember there was one game where we had four or five kids out for mm-hmm. it. Um, and so you just play what you got. You just play what you got. So, and that season we ended up. That was my first season. We ended up with six wins. Um, which was impressive for the time. We were coming off of a winless season the year before, oh, okay, um, or a couple couple winless seasons the year the years before. Um, the last time that the team between the last two years we've just had, and the last time the team was was seeing some wins um was back in 2014 2015 when i was finishing up high school mm. so there's been a lot of uh years in between where there was just some different turnover with coaching staff and low numbers and some there was uh four or five winless seasons and a toss up there um and so that first season that i came on last year getting six wins was a big deal because it like you said before um the school record was eight so for us to have six and we were getting close to a school record the soccer program started at my school um, in 2000 I believe so, it's, so about, it's a young program It's it's about 20 21 for here around here it's a little older but for us at home yes it's it's young Definitely
0: So going into next year you I mean you've, you've had uh you know you're going to be losing some seniors now you're going to have to go through the process of rebuilding which all high school coaches at any in any sport have to do. How are you looking at next year?
1: Yeah, um, it is going to be a little painful, Little, little painful. My uh, core four I had this year, my four seniors, um, I had all four of them last year. So they helped contribute to our wins we had last year. And this year I knew it was going to be different going into it because they are so strong. Um, One of my senior captains, she is a top West Kentucky uh, basketball recruit um, in this region over here. She's most likely looking at collegiate basketball. Um, So she's just an all around athlete. So I had her, I had her best friend that she played soccer with since they were three. And then I had uh, two other very strong girls that played soccer since they were younger together. Um, And so we, my, Uh, junior class that's going up moving up to my senior class next year I have six so I'm losing the four um they're just strong staple players that play the whole time um and the group of six that I have have a lot of work to do for us to get up there um I do have one girl uh one forward that is she's amazing she was up there in scoring points this year um she ended up scoring 28 goals a season um And so I I have her. So I'll have her, thankfully. Um, And one of my uh, keepers, um, that's going to be a senior next year. She's already committed to college for uh, soccer um, to go play play keeper. Um, So she's continually improving as well. Um, So I'll really be relying on them too. I'll be relying on my other juniors. And not only just in the playing perspective, but also leadership perspective as well. Um, my freshman class that I have this year was pretty, was pretty big. And we had a one freshman standout. I you were listening to the interview that she had about 20 goals this season. Wow. Um, and so she, we have her that is, is flying up to, to being a sophomore as well. So we're oh, not great. in a complete, we're not in a complete rebuild mode. Um, but we definitely are going to be shifting some things around, um, and just trying to be realistic and just, we're going to work very hard and just start early and just do the best that we can for those seniors that we do have next year.
0: That's great. Well, I guess I'm a Rockets fan now and uh, <laughs> we'll see. I'll, i will certainly keep track of how you do. If you ever come, if you're ever back in town, come and say hi. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: We'd love to see you. And yeah. um, you know, it's just so good to hear even aside from the award, which is fantastic. The record setting year, which I'm sure there are many to come. Uh, it's just great to see that you're out there and you're seems like you're doing what you should be doing and, and really loving it. Thanks for tuning in and special thanks to Riley Maynard for producing the show in studio. All music and sound effects for the podcast come from Video, Speechello, and My Instance, which I use, along with Audacity, to produce the show. This has been a presentation of the Media Broadcasting and Journalism Pathway at West Warwick High School. If you're a student interested in learning more about radio, TV, and journalism in general, then you can get in touch with me, Mr. White, at ewhite at www-ps.com. More information about the Pathway is also below on the YouTube version of this show. You can also listen to the Words with Wizards podcast on Spotify and Google. The Pathway and shows like this are not possible without sponsor support. Part of being a sponsor is that you and or your business can get exposure on this and other Pathway broadcasts. Funding goes toward the purchase of new equipment, student scholarships, and professional development. You can find more information on sponsorships, which are tax deductible, at the bottom of the YouTube version of this podcast. Have an idea for the show? Visit the Words with Wizards webpage at www.hstv.com. There's a form on the page that you can fill out to let me know about your ideas for the show. We'll be back soon with more Words with Wizards. Until then, stay safe
1: and stay informed.